Hi, I'm Father Chip Hines, and welcome to Never a Dull Movie. And alongside me is... I'm Brian Swift. And Brian Swift and I used to be part of the team that brought you uh, Searchlight here on Catholic TV. And uh, we, Brian was our producer. Uh, I, Father Chip, was uh, one of the co-hosts of Searchlight uh, for a number of years. Uh, I think we did nine. I think we ended up doing eight or nine years, Brian. What do, what do you remember? I, I would say... We did a solid eight, solid and, then eight. Of, and then the beginning of beginning nine, of a nine for reasons that we'll get into. That's right. And so, um, you know, we will get into those reasons. And, and on this podcast, I think it is going to be, you know, a little different than, than Searchlight. Obviously, it's a podcast. Um, Brian and I will be talking about the topics that kind of, you know, interest us and hopefully they interest you. Uh, it's more of a pop culture reference kind of show than... Uh, strictly a movies from a religious point of view show. Um, and I think that's good. I think uh, it's good for us to talk about these things, talk about what we like, uh, talk about what we don't like. And, and, and we can look at the trends that are going on in the movies, uh, not in just in the movies, but in, in this show we can talk about streaming uh, TV. We can talk about, yeah, so like obviously Netflix, Hulu, Disney, HBO Max, I mean, there's a million of them now. And there will be a million to come. Exactly. And so looking forward to all of that, because there's a lot of stuff coming. And uh, I'm actually, you know, I will say one of the things I'm looking forward to coming won't be here for a long time, and that's the the Lord of the Rings on Amazon, the pre kind of pre-stuff. Uh, to the current, the the last movies they showed. Peter Jackson's involved, and there's a whole lot of creative people involved with it. I'm looking forward to that. But there's all, so my point is there's all kinds of things that are out there that we can talk about. We can really, we can really, we have a broad spectrum of things to talk about. I, I think that's true. And we both bring our unique perspectives. Now, I bring the perspective of a Catholic priest. I've been a priest for almost 16 years here in the, in, uh, the Archdiocese of Austin. And... Uh, oh, yeah, and by the way, see, when as you're listening to this, it will be 2020. So, Happy New Year, Brian. Happy New Year, Father <laughs> We're not recording it in the new year, but <laughs> when you hear this, it will be 2020. Um, so, it's, been, it's been so long since it's been a new decade. I know, huh? <laughs> Ten years. It's amazing. Um, so, I think, Brian, it would be good for us to get into why... Searchlight kind of faded away without much fanfare, and um, and what happened to us in late 2017 and for most of 2018, uh, going into 2019, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Um, now, for me, um, I got uh, I have diabetes, so I I got a sort of a uh, a side effect of the of the disease is uh, sometimes your, your bones and ligaments can yeah. You know, not work sure. uh, the right way. And the ones in my right foot decided they weren't going to work right. So uh, on top of that, I got a massive infection, and uh, I was basically in and out of hospitals for mm-hmm. most of 2018. Uh, and if I wasn't in the hospital, I was in a rehab center, rehabbing from surgery. Uh, so in any case, 2017 into 2018 was basically a lost medical year uh, for me. Um, as that stood... I think we had filmed three episodes in late 2017. Late yeah, late September 2017. And we, and, and we would have filmed in October, so we got six, six episodes. Yeah, so we did. And we, and we got six episodes in, and then I got sick. 
Well, um, I got sick first. Yeah. You, well, <laughs> okay. Well, I don't want to fight about who got sick, all right? I know uh, the date. There you go. So Brian got sick first. Then I got sick. And, uh, and, and poor Sister Hosea, who was hosting, co-hosting with me uh, on Searchlight, um, you know, she kind of got caught in the middle of it. Yeah. And uh, well, unfortunately. It's, it, it's nigh impossible to produce a TV show without a producer. And talent. And a talent. You mean the talent, <laughs> the talent more so, right? <laughs> Sister Hosea couldn't do it on her own. And Not also, on her own. Um, you know, as far as talking about that show, you know, it was Spotlight with you and Father Bill. And you guys yes. had a pre-existing relationship and you had a rapport and it right. was a joy. And then when Father Bill... Retired. Retired from the show. Um, there was a real conversation about uh, who we could possibly bring in. And there was a lot of... It, it was very clear. It can't just be anybody. True. Sister Hosea came in. You guys had a rapport. Your rapport built. I thought so. And... Um, in no way could that show have survived Sister Hosea, who lived in New York, right. and traveled to Boston yep. once a month to shoot three shows in an afternoon with us. Right. Uh, it could not have gone on. It, it's, Sister Hosea would have been uh, really put out Oh yeah, I, uh, I, on I, our I, part if we said, here's a new producer because right. what happened to me was I broke my shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> I had a seizure and I broke my shoulder. Which is a hard area to break. Yeah. And I was out for about three months. And uh, to say to her, well, Brian's gone. So your producer who, you know, if you don't know, produce, the way a producer works in TV is essentially you manage yeah. the I show. Manage the show, yeah. You manage the show. And I think, you, you know, I, I will say, I, I not that I've worked on a lot of television programs over the years, you've worked on far more than I have. Um, you know, but I always thought that we had the best producer in, in the business. Cause <laughs> well, I, I, I agree. Well, I, I knew you would. <laughs> um, I Honestly, only be, and I don't say that to blow smoke. I say that because you always kept us focused. You always kept us uh, on task, which was important because we could get off task easy. Oh, and, and, and I will say that when you guys got off task and, and lady – Counting and Sister Isaiah. It was a joy. It was a joy to be in the room when you guys got off focus. I know. Because it was always fun. But right. then. But you, you don't want to lose time. Yeah. And, and there, in everything in television, everything is about timing and getting things done and making sure that you, you know, you can get your, your stuff out and, and have time to edit it as well. So I will say, I, I thought we had, a, by the end, uh, it, it unfortunately, Searchlight slash Spotlight ended. Uh, pretty unceremoniously, much to my chagrin. Um, but I thought we had a pretty good run uh, over the course of the almost, you know, nine years that we that we did it. And uh, I really would have liked to have gotten to a decade, but it wasn't to be. No. And God had different plans for all of us. And I think, um, you know, coming back now to Catholic TV and doing uh, this podcast with you is going to be an exciting uh, new venture for me. I've done podcasts before. I, I have another podcast that I do. What's it called? Uh, on the SQPN network. And uh, it's just basically, um, what do we call it? Coffee and cinema. So we, <clears throat> my friend Dom and I, who is the executive director of the network, he and I go see a movie, and afterwards we go have coffee, and then we do a remote live-to-tape uh, podcast of our impressions of the movie. Spoiler-free, then spoiler 
and then kind of a wrap up. But also very immediate. Very immediate reaction, yes. And so, you know, and you know as well as I do, sometimes you go to a movie, your immediate reaction is one thing, and then maybe you have a day or two to think about it, and your reaction might change. However, we do immediate reaction, which yeah. I think is, is fun. Well, and there's, also, there's also a valid, there's, there's a, a valid, I mean, as a film fan, bottling that initial reaction mm-hmm. is special. Because like yeah. you said, over the course of time, you grow and change. Right. The movie does not grow and change. No, it does so. not. It stays the same. Uh, the best movies are the ones that, you know, you grow and change and they just stay good. That's right. That's um, right. <clears throat> and I think, um, you know, so as far as the as far as far the TV show goes, you know, I don't want to over, you know, debate it and talk about it and overstate anything, but I think it was a, a quality program. It grew and evolved over the years by the time we were, we didn't we didn't know we were finished, but by the time we finished, I think we had a really tight, good show. Oh, it was a well it was a well oiled machine, and probably one of the best shows uh, on Catholic TV, in my opinion. Now I'm a biased opinion, no doubt, but in my opinion, I thought it was one of the best because it was real. It was it was a there was no rehearsal, there was no pre conversation. You know, um, we would see a movie and then we'd we'd talk about it. Mm. And I didn't know what she was going to say or Father Bill was going to say, and they didn't know what I was going to say. And I think that's what made it special. And I still, to this day, I get people coming up to me talking in the in the parishes, uh, talking to me about the about the about the TV show. And uh, I, my brother priests missed the the TV show. They uh, they said I have had more. If I had one, I've had twenty. Brother priests come up and say, "Oh, it's too bad that show ended." And then, are you going to start that show up again? And you know, they, we really look forward to your, you know, your recommendations and, mm-hmm. and your thoughts. And um, so, I know they were sad about that, but you know, with this, I was sad about it. I was sad about it too. Um, and I think it's one of, and you know, <laughs> not only was I sad about it, I was kind of a little upset about it. Yeah. But I got over it because I thought, you know, this is. God's calling me in a different direction, and that's what I'm all about. I'm a priest. I I go where God calls me to go, and uh, sometimes that means going places you don't want to go. Sure. And uh, that's that's what we do. And you know, and for and for you as a layman, um, I think that's true too. I mean, God calls you to where you're going to go in a certain different way than He calls me, um, and that's okay. And I think we're in a good spot now. And I think this is going to be a really fun show um, because it's going to have a lot, you know, a lot of the uh, immediacy and the and the freshness that we all loved about uh, Spotlight slash Searchlight, and I think this will give us an opportunity, you and I, to do something different, uh, where you're actually going to be not just producing but being the talent as well. And I think, you know, because we, you and I, so to speak. well, so to speak, right? You know, <laughs> you and I used to have some pretty interesting discussions off air. And I think if we had taped those, that would have been a fun show too. It would have been good. And when you were talking about the process of making the movie review shows, one of my favorite things to do, and most of the time it would happen individually, but sometimes it would happen together, is before we'd get, you you guys would arrive, and I'd have a few minutes alone with each of you, and I'd know what we were going to be talking about throughout the day, and I'd have my own opinion. But I wouldn't put my opinion on you. What I'd try to do is talk to each of you about something adjacent to my opinion. Mm-hmm. And the whole idea was 
to get you into the into the into the space. When we got into that studio, you got your 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 minds were. It's like okay, I'm thinking about I'm thinking about what we're going to talk about, and it made the show flow. But I, I'll say, uh, those conversations I looked forward to them every month. Uh, I was sad when they stopped happening. Uh, we spoke, you know, I I haven't spoke to Father Kelly as much as I'd like to. He's a busy man. Hopefully, we can get him in. But the other thing that I want to say before we wrangle and dive into the material for our first episode is. Um, I'm interested in the people who came up to you, the fans of the TV show, Mm -hmm. who watch Catholic TV, obviously. Uh, I'm interested in you, in your success of being able to describe to them what a podcast is, how to listen to it, and why it's good. Right. Uh, Because I imagine that most of the people are not podcast listeners. I, I would say that's true. I mean, I think some of the priests are. Because uh, some of the priests are younger or my age, right? Uh, so I don't think that will be a problem. I, I th- think I think the age thing. I think the only thing to the age thing in podcast is uh, the technology. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's the content. No, I think it's the technology. It's about the technology. How do I, how how do do I, I listen it? to it? Yeah, and um, you know, I I I like the freeness, and also I wasn't a podcast listener for a long time, and now mm-hmm. I've got a bunch. I've got a long commute. I listen to a lot of podcasts, and As do I. there's just a lot of really good stuff. There is. And you can learn a lot, and you can laugh a lot, and you can, you know, it's it's a it's a really excellent, um, it's a, me, it's a, it's a really excellent media. new media, and uh, I'm excited to be part of it. But now I'm going to wrangle us in. Wrangling us in. Here we go. Wrangle us in. Producing. We're dive he's, he's into. producing me, folks. Well, we're 14 minutes in. All right. And uh, I've enjoyed those 14 minutes immensely. Uh, but we're going to dive into the um, – I've got some notes. Good. I'm springing them on Father Chip. I didn't go over my notes really with him. That's okay. Uh, and this is, a, this is a good thing. I don't mean to be telling tales out of school, but if you go back and you were to watch some of our TV shows, only with Father Bill, Father Jose, and never participated. Sister Hosea. Sorry, Sister Hosea. Sorry, Sister. Never participated in this, but from time to time, for circumstances unforeseen, one or the other – would have to miss the movie. Right. I mean, these are they're busy and they're living their lives, but we had to shoot a show. Right. And I defy you to go back and see and be able to pick out, oh, Father Chip didn't watch the movie that he's talking about, or Father Bill didn't watch the movie that he's You'll talking about. You'll never be able to pick it out. That is because they're just not knowledgeable cinephiles. So that's, uh, you know, just, just movie buffs. We're movie and buffs. We yeah. Are. So... Uh, the first topic I wanted to talk about, and you had touched on it before, is um, since uh, we've last done a, uh, a production talking mm-hmm. about movies, it's been a lot of changes. And the major change is streaming. Streaming existed, mm-hmm. but it has rapidly, in the two years yes. uh, since we last did a show, it has rapidly evolved. and um, Unbelievably uh, so. Unbelievably so. And I, I want to... Just recently, um, you know, you always had you had Netflix, the Netflix, pioneer, Amazon Prime, Amazon Prime had a lot of good stuff. Hulu was around; they were a pioneer. But yep. in the very, very recent uh, past, in November, Disney came out with theirs, mm-hmm. and Apple came out with theirs. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, and in I believe it's May upcoming. 
Warner Brothers comes out with theirs, and that's HBO. Right. So AT and T, AT and T owns Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. Warner Brothers owes, owns HBO. So everything that Warner Brothers has ever had, right? Uh, Looney Tunes, everything will Friends, be. Friends, yes. I think. Yep. Everything that they own will be on one place, and right. that is different. And I'd like to hear your thoughts about how that changes uh, the way that we kind of consume our entertainment and our art. Yeah, and you know, I've been thinking a lot about this, uh, not even knowing what the question, any of the questions that might pop up today, but because of the, and I, the reason I've been thinking about it is because of the price. Sure. The cost of what it, it's going to cost to have potentially three, four, five different streaming services plus cable um, well, I think the idea is to get rid of cable. I, I think you're right, but Brian. But I think you might be Robin Peter to pay Paul. Exactly. And so, anyway, I've been thinking about the cost a lot. And I, I, and that's what's concerning me is how much is this going to cost me? Because, quite honestly, every platform has something I want to see. Obviously, they did that on purpose. Um, the, the Apple one that's uh, started up has that new Jennifer Aniston series, um, which I want to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now I have to pay for that. I'm an Apple guy. Mm-hmm. I have Apple TV. Uh, you know, I've got iPhone, iPad, uh, the whole nine yards. So I will probably shell out for that. Are you uh, are you an AT and T customer? On my On cell phone. phone, yes. Yeah. You might want to look into it. I think there might be. A, no, I'm sorry. This is for HBO. Yeah. If you if you have AT and T, I think you might get it for free. Well, that that would be nice. Maybe. I would love I don't know to. What the deal is I would be. love to get HBO Max for free. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. And um, I, you know, so each but each one has it. I already have Amazon, Hulu, and Netflix. I have those three, and all three have things that I that I like to watch. On Amazon, I watch. Uh, a lot of the uh, TV shows from uh, Britain on BritBox, sure. and they have and they have their own original shows that I like as well. They're going to have the Lord of the Rings, um, so th- that's something that I, I'm going to keep. Uh, and Amazon Prime, I have it anyway because I order stuff from Amazon. Mm-hmm. Amazon runs the world now, so. I I have to have that. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know, you know it, it's that that is one thing that as try as you might, uh, where we're in a landscape where Amazon is almost it, it's almost a required tool. And that, but that's yeah. how I try to think of it. It's it's a it's tool. a tool, right? But you you know I've been an Amazon Prime member since they started it, yeah. and you know and I got I started that because of the free shipping, and so I still have the free shipping. But now I have also the you know, the Prime Video and everything else. I had Netflix to start with. Um, I think they were probably the first thing I got, you know, when so, the first thing that came out. So, so there's a lot of different the platforms. Th- that you, you know, all they got, sure. all going to have stuff that you want to watch. Yes, and then there's this other wrinkle that I want to bring up to you about movies is because now they are a distribution network mm-hmm. for films. That's right, Amazon so, for sure. Amazon, they um. Did Manchester by the Sea win best, best Picture of the Year? Was out? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. But that was an Amazon movie. It, it went was. to the theaters, but it was Amazon bought it. Uh, in November, Martin Scorsese. That's right. Had a movie. That's right. That came out. The on Irishman. Netflix. And they were trying, and he because he's Martin Scorsese, he's like, I want my movie in the theater, and he should have had his movie in the theater. Netflix 
tried to because Netflix, they want to keep them happy. They want to be in the Martin Scorsese business. Right, exactly. So they're like, okay, we'll try. And they went and they tried to get into theaters and theaters said, no, thank you. Unless you unless you have a 90-day window before it's on Netflix, we're not interested. And yeah. they tried and they tried and they tried to negotiate and, and the theater chains weren't budging. So it's like, sorry, Martin, your movie's on Netflix. But um, I, I see this as a double-edged sword. I like seeing movies in the theater. Yeah, I do too. All the drawbacks of the theater, the talking, the cell phones, the price. The getting there. The getting there. <laughs> um, there's still... I like it for the communal aspect. I like mm-hmm. seeing there's an energy. It's 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 ephemeral. I can't put my finger on what makes it different. But when you watch a movie with a crowd as opposed to by yourself or with just one other person, right. it's different. Oh, I agree with that. And I think the other thing I like about going going to the movies is despite the major upgrades in, in home video, I mean, I'm not a rich man, and I don't think you are either. And so I can't afford... To have the the ginormous TV with the great sound bar and all that, so I like going to the movies for the large format and uh, the surround sound and everything else that goes with that. I really I like that experience too. Um, not to mention seeing a movie with just you know a, a good crowd. I love going to see movies that you know have those built-in fan bases that, like the Star Wars movies. So you go to a Star Wars movie if you're there opening night. You're there with all the people that love Star Wars like you do. And at the end of the movie, good, ill, whatever, there's going to be people that stand up and cheer, right? And 90% of the people are going to stand up and cheer or or clap or whatever. And I think there's something to that. It changes changes how you look at the movie. Sure. And whereas if you're sitting at home and you watch a movie by yourself or with one other person – you know, you you're not going to stand up and cheer, right? That so, good. yeah, exactly. You'll say to the guy or gal, and you'll say, "Ah, that was all right," or "Yeah, I liked it." Um, but that's a different experience. Yeah, it's a totally different experience. And I think, you know, you know, I don't think movie theaters are going to die. People have been predicting movie theaters' deaths now oh, for since the advent, since the advent, advent of television, yeah. right? And they haven't gone anywhere. Uh, I, I thought maybe Netflix might do it, but they didn't. No, there's, so. there's, I heard a rumor, this is a one source, I heard a rumor that Netflix might be interested in purchasing one of these smaller independent movie theater chains yeah. that isn't doing well and would Sounds be, so, would a be good sold idea. for cheap, and so that they, and, but it's an antitrust thing, apparently. Oh, really? I don't want to get deep into that. We, yeah, can do yeah. that. we can do that some other time. Right. The other, but I, I want to bring up the other edge to the double-edged sword of yes. streaming. And um, so so the, so one one edge of it is, a movie, uh, uh, a movie like The Irishman by Martin Scorsese isn't shown in theaters. The positive edge to that sort is there's these avenues where, I mean, I, what I imagine is Martin Scorsese went to his the big studios and said, this is what I want to make. And they're just like, we're not going to pay for it. Right. It doesn't check the boxes that we need monetary-wise. Right. So... You know, um, you know, uh, a Martin Scorsese movie, or recently a Steven, uh, Steven Soderbergh movie, or like there's 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 filmmakers that are really talented, and there's actors who are really talented, and you right now the movie landscape is you can only make movies for a fortune <laughs> or relatively dirt cheap. Right. 
And and there used to be, and a lot of our favorite movies fall in the middle. Right. There's 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 there was a mid budget um, tier that yeah, used yeah. to get made, but now it's gone from the theaters, but it's readily available on streaming, streaming television, HBO. Yeah. Um, so there is a good side to it. it it's, oh, absolutely. It's, it's it's. I would like to see them in the theater. I'm glad that they're starting to get. Um, recognition as far as the Academy goes, which isn't the end mm-hmm. all and be all of movies, no. but they are saying we are going to recognize that this is a good film, even though it's on Netflix. Right. We're legitimizing that because of the landscape, this is where this art form has to go. Right. Because I, of the financials. Yeah, and I think the, so Emmy, that's the, double the, the Emmys too. The Emmys have rec- started to recognize the streaming television programs. In fact, uh, oh, my, uh, predominantly. Yeah, predominantly, exactly. I was going to say, the, this past year, uh, it was uh, that Phoebe Waller-Bridge show. Fleabag, I Fleabag, believe. I yeah. watched it. I didn't watch it, so I don't know anything about it. But apparently it it ran, it, it uh, got, you know, the best uh, television program for 2019. So, I mean, hey, yeah, good for them. Um, but I think you're right. There's a lot of good stuff on the streaming avenue. That's why we have it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't pay for those things so that I can just pay for them. I pay for them because there's things on there sure. that I want to see. Yeah. And I think you're right. I think the mid-range movies and TV programs, are that's where they're going to go. But the big blockbuster TV shows are going there, too. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and, and I, you know, I, I, I can't imagine the Lord of the Rings movie, uh, TV show is going to be cheaply produced. I, I bet it's there's a billion dollars probably behind it. And they're gonna they're gonna do you know a lot of different things with that and they, and and that gets me to my point I guess content is king mm-hmm. and content being king um, they need these content producers that's why Netflix wants to keep Marty Scorsese happy right I mean yeah. because they want his stuff yes and uh, because people like his stuff people like his stuff they want his stuff so the people will buy their service so the people will give them money. And, you know, that's, that's how this whole thing works. And I think the same thing goes for all of them. I mean, the advantage of having something like Hulu is you can get live television through it. So if you want to cut the cord and not have cable, you can do that. It, 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 I don't think it makes a difference anymore. I, I really don't. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, and, and I, it's just, hard to cut the cord. Yes. Well, I've done it. But, yeah. to, but to button it up uh, on that this past weekend, uh, I... I've been going this I'm a Patriots fan. Mm-hmm. As uh, am I. Well, I mean, I, I, I if you if you're of good sense, yes, you will be. That's right. Uh, only smart people, right? <laughs> um and for most of the season, I did not have the ability to watch Patriots games at home. Oh, really? Which is fine. I have a lot of friends. I go to family. Mm. I get to be social on a on a Sunday. There you go. Uh I have a wife who's very uh, fair, yes, and will allow me that. It's it's not. I'm not one of those guys that does football from beginning to end. I right. watch the Patriots. That's right. Yeah, and then I read or catch up on the highlights of the rest of the league. Um, but I found out that CBS All Access was having a free trial, hmm. so I had it on, and I, I signed up for the free trial, six dollars a month. And I'm watching the Patriots. There you go. And for $6 a month, I'm getting exactly what you're getting for free 
if you're watching CBS. It's still there, there's still ads. Mm-hmm. So I canceled it. I was like, I'm 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 not gonna pay six dollars a month for something that I can get an antenna, which is what I'm doing. The digital you, antenna. You get yeah. a digital antenna. Yeah, that's smart. Just doing it, but um, same church, different pew. I wanted to get your thoughts on a major development since we last uh, did a show about movies. I mean, this is amazing to me. Disney's purchase of Fox. Oh, yeah. I'd like to get your thoughts on that because I I also think that is a double-edged sword. Yeah, I think you're right. And it's interesting how it's affecting television uh, in in particular. And I want to bring this up, The Orville. A TV show oh, that's yeah. on on Fox. Yes. At least it was on Fox. Yes. Now it it's going to be on Hulu. Yes. Which is owned by by Disney. Disney. So Disney, Disney State trying to do an Amazon, I think, and take over the world. But um, I think the yeah no that's a huge it's a huge deal because the the amount of content that Disney has uh, is staggering. And the amount of money they have is staggering. Well, it's not It's not so staggering. The, the primary reason, from what I've read, of their purchase of Fox is because they were launching their streaming service. Right. And they wanted to hammer Netflix. And they didn't have enough content to effectively do that on day one. So what the purchase of Fox was is buying the Fox library. Oh, sure. Now yeah. they've got the entire Fox library. If you If you have a subscription to Disney+, Plus. That's where you watch episodes of The Simpsons now. Right. Right. It's, it's, which is incredible that right. The Simpsons are affiliated with Disney. Disney, yeah. Um, no, the, you're, the double, and, you're right. And, and in buying it, they got they own Marvel, so they got yep. all of Fox's Marvel properties back. They can integrate them into their Marvel films, and a mm-hmm. lot of the fans are happy about that. Yeah. Here's the other edge thing. of that sword, to keep belaboring a phrase. Um, there have been corporate purchases of the major movie studios for a long time. And they were down to six, right? There was Disney, Fox, Universal, Paramount, Sony. I'm leaving out one. Yeah. But anyways, so whatever the other one is, I'm sorry, the other one. Yeah, whoever we're, you are. we're sorry. Um, so Disney buys Fox. That means now there's only five. Right. So it's another thing about what we were talking about is where can artists go to get their stuff made? Well, there's one less place now. True. Until one something less... comes up to take its place, well, the, which the, I hopefully it will. There's always the, the... Some of the best movies are the independents, right? I mean, sure. some of... You know, and, and I think they just need to find a distribution deal at that point. Yes. If they can raise the money to make their movie without the studio, I mean, more power to them. But I think, you know, it's... There's a lot of things going on there. I think it's going to be interesting to see how does that affect uh, Hulu. You know, they own Hulu. So now I'm a subscriber to Hulu. Do I get Disney no, Plus? No. They have they have a bundle. This, yeah. is the, this is the last business thing I want to talk about. I, I feel like that type of talk bores yeah, yeah. an audience. But the last business thing I want to talk about is if, if you're concerned about that, Disney Plus, had they have a bundle deal. I see. And um, so you get Hulu, Disney Plus, and ESPN, and ESPN. Oh, that's good for thirteen dollars a month, that's as opposed to seven for just Disney Plus. Okay, all right, that's so, that's I actually mean, a pretty good deal. If I I don't know I don't have Hulu, right? Um, um, so I don't know if you were to add 
you know, Disney Plus and Hulu, whatever Hulu costs. Right. If that is greater or less than the $13 a month for the bundle. But I'm sure, I mean, it's smart business. But yeah. the other next bullet point on my notes is I wanted to ask you, since we last did a show, um, have there been any new filmmakers, no, no, not necessarily new, but new to you, mm. or new actors or actresses to you that you have really caught your eye and have, you've said, this is somebody that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep my eye on. I, this is a star, and I want to watch them. Well, you know, that's a hard question in a lot of ways because I like a lot of established people now. I think the, the one... This is gonna, probably going to be a little bit of a surprise, but the one actress that I think <clears throat> that I'm really interested in seeing, whatever she's in, is a is an actress that doesn't get a lot of due, and that's uh, uh, Colby Smulders. Sure, she's in a new TV series which I really enjoy called Stumptown. Okay, it's on ABC Wednesdays at ten. If you want to give it a shot. <laughs> um, Hey, ABC, throw me a bone. Yeah. Um, so she's in that, and I really like that show. I like her as an actress. She was in, uh, and I, this is where I first saw her, was uh, How I Met Your Mother. She was a, one of the stars of that show. Um, and then she got involved in the, in the Marvel world uh, as Maria Hill in the Avengers movies because she was a part of... Deep supporting role. Deep but, supporting role. But integral. But, but integral, yeah. yeah. And I think... I think she's a good actress, and sure. I think, you know, I like watching like her. I'd like to see her get better opportunities. I'd like to see her get better opportunities, because I think the TV show that she's in now, Stumptown, is excellent. It's based on a graphic novel. It's, it's, uh, it's an interesting show with a female protagonist that's not derivative and has an interesting story. Well, and that's a good thing. Well, allow me to put some people on your radar then. All right. Because these are the people that I wrote down that over the course of the last two years have really... Um, well, let's see if I have some thoughts on those. Okay, guys. so as you know, my favorite actor, in my opinion, the greatest actor on planet Earth is Gary Oldman. Yes, I've I heard have, that. I have developed a second favorite actor Ooh. and by the name of Oscar Isaac. Okay. Yeah. I really enjoy Oscar Isaac. And I know that you know... Uh, people listening to us, this is the first time I'll mention I'm not a Star Wars guy. So right. Oscar Isaac, it's not a Star Wars thing. But I saw him years ago in the Coen Brothers film Inside Lewin Davis. And yeah. he just... He was good now. He just... I, I, there was something about him. And then everything I've seen him in, he's just... He's just... Oh, he's got a... He's got a... I, dare I say a Hanks-like quality to Ooh. him. Ooh. Uh, he's very, he can be very likable, but he's talented, and he looks like he's having fun. Yeah, I I will say that. Yeah, I'd Uh, say he looks like he's having fun. There's an actress, you might not, you probably have seen her, but you might not know her name. This actress's name is Carrie Coon. I know that C-A-R-R-I-E-C-O-O-N. Carrie Coon. Carrie Coon, yeah. She was in an HBO TV show called The Leftovers, which is one of my favorite shows of all time. She was in Gone Girl. With Ben Affleck. Right. She played Ben Affleck's sister. That's right. She was in the TV show Fargo. She's been in a bunch of stuff. She was in the um, Steven Spielberg movie The Post. Okay. And um, she's she's talented. Uh, the next person to put on your list, you probably haven't heard of this actress at all. She's been in very few things. She's an Australian actress, primarily comedies. Uh, her name is Samara Weaving. Oh, she's Hugo Weaving's daughter, right? Is she? I don't know. I think she is. Um, 
Oh, maybe she's his niece. She maybe she's related to him. Yeah, I she's, she is related to him. She's either his daughter or his niece. I've I've heard I've heard of her, but I don't think I've seen anything that she's in. Well, you saw. Um, this is something. Maybe I did. You saw three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Right. Okay. In that movie, John Hawks' character has a girlfriend who's far too young for him. Yes. That's Samara That's Weaving. That's Weaving. Okay. And in that movie that had an Oscar-winning performance by Frances McDormand, yes. every scene that Samara Weaving is in, she steals. That's true. She's in, I mean, she maybe gets a minute and a half of screen time, mm-hmm. but she takes every second of that minute and a half. That's good. She And uh, she's done a lot of comedy, and she's recently done a lot of horror. In August, she was in... A horror, a horror film called Ready or Not. And I bring her up because everything I've seen her in, she's, 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 she's an actress. She's reading what's on the page. And she's pretty, but this isn't why she's good. She brings something intangible. She brings something new. Yeah. And, like, she makes everything... Like, I think she, given, given the right opportunities, I think she has a potential to be a star. Well, you know, and that's the whole thing about the entertainment business is its opportunities, right? Sure. I mean, Jennifer Aniston's carrying a show on uh, Apple TV, not because she's just, you know, she's Jennifer Aniston. She's carrying it because she was a big star in Friends and a big movie star for a little while. So they gave her a show because they think, well, people that like her are going to watch it, right? So, but the show has to be good for her to but continue. It ha- exactly. It has to be good. And that's the key. Uh, to all this. I mean, I guess I'm an established star guy. Yeah. And when, when somebody gets really good, they kind of get on my radar. I mean, I think, I, but I will say this. I was, I had bought into Jennifer Lawrence before she was Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, this is, this is true. And I, I thought she was going to be a megastar, and she is. And but she's quieted down over the last few years. She, but I hope that means she's making smart decisions. I think she's making smart decisions. I mean, she just got married. It's a whole thing. I mean, her whole life's turned been turned upside down. So, you know, I think, you know, you just you hope that people like that are making good decisions. Um, but I think I I called that, and I'm pretty happy about that because she's great. She really is. She's really, and and she got her start. On like TBS, mm. you know, I mean, doing the Bill Engvall show. Oh, absolutely, show yeah, yeah. She things. did. She did the sitcom yeah. first. So I think that, you know, when you're lo- thinking about where the movie stars coming from, the, the they're coming from TV. I think they come from TV. That's where a lot of good actors and even great actors got their start. Woody Harrelson was on Cheers. Oh yeah, and he's a great actor. Yeah. Um, Tom Hanks, he was on Bosom Buddies. Buddies. Great actor, one yeah. of the greatest of our generation. George Clooney was ER. Exactly. And George Clooney was Facts of Life. Not Facts a lot of, of people know that. And Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. That's right. So he, <laughs> you know, and, and actors sometimes do bad things. Sure. You know, I mean, and, but I think, I think it takes me a few times to take note of somebody. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, because one good performance, I want to bring up, I want to bring up four directors' names. Okay. That have really, they've made movies in the last two years, and, and some of them longer, that have made them if made them a person that if they make a movie, I'm going to see it. All which right. I consider to be rare these days. It used to be that a director was enough of an event mm-hmm. personality, yeah, to get you to go and see. And there are still a few of those. Still a few, but it happens much more rarely. Right. So, Jordan Peele. Oh yeah, I know. Jordan yeah. Peele. He made Get Out. Yep. He made the movie last year, Us. Yeah. He's a he's a comedy slash horror guy. I'm not a big makes, horror guy. You're a big horror guy. I'm not a big horror guy. You are though. I'm not. 
You say that, but you are. I appreciate good movies. Yeah. I don't seek out horror films. Uh, Just happen to see a lot of them. No. <laughs> but we'll move on. The <laughs> other uh, actress, but she's been directing a lot lately, yep. is Greta Gerwig. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Greta Gerwig, she is somebody who's, like, put it this way. Uh, this past December, I haven't seen it yet, but I will see it. Um, she directed an adaptation of Little Women. I, yep. Don't know much about Little Women. I have to say I haven't read it, and I haven't seen any of that adaptation. But I've seen the trailer, and Greta Gerwig brings something different to this story that I have a notion of. I'm excited to see it. Excellent. Another director, uh, a New Zealander by the name of Taika Waititi. I never heard of that one. Taika, Taika Waititi directed the last Thor movie. Oh, and he okay. directed, and he directed. He's a comedy guy. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the TV show Flight of the Concords. I've heard of it. I never watched he's it. In, yeah, he's in with those guys. I see. And he directed. Did uh, he? He he directed Ragnarok. Yes, I did not know Ragnarok, that. And he directed. Um, that was excellent. There's a great movie called What We Do in the Shadows that I suggest you see. Okay. See what we do in the shadows. It's what a comedy. What we do in the shadows, all right. Um, and then this past year, he directed a movie called Jojo Rabbit. And he stars in it, or he's one of the stars in it. All right. And uh, I, I'm, I, I, I'm a big fan. And the last one, and again, this is not for a Star Wars reason, but Ryan Johnson. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan Johnson, before he made a Star Wars movie, he made three films that I loved. He made a movie called Brick a movie called The Brothers Bloom and a movie called Looper. Looper, yeah. And they were incredible. And this past year he made a whodunit movie called Knives Out. I really want to see that. It's it, it, it he's he's talented. He bring he he's So just, and there's a lot of big names in that too. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and just so these are just some people to put on people's radar. If there Agreed. are there are new voices out there and if you know who they are and you see their name attached to something, maybe you'll say I want to see that. I want to jump into uh my next note. Uh-oh. Here we go, folks. Okay. So we're going to do a top 10 of 2019 show. Uh, but I wanted to... Um, I made, I've made a list for 2019 and 2020, what we know in the schedule. Thumbs up and thumbs down. These are some things that I'm thumbs up on and thumbs down on from 2019. Uh, not specific movies necessarily, but broader topics. I'll start with thumbs up because I'm more positive than negative. Excellent. Uh, thumbs up in 2019. I love big thumbs up. Stephen Merchant is becoming a film writer director. You know Stephen. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Definitely. British Office. Yep. He, amongst other things. Ricky Gervais writing producing partner. Yes. Yeah. They, Com- they, comic partner. comic genius. Yeah. He's absolutely. Very funny. Very funny. Very unique. Uh, Super tall. Very tall. Yeah. This is coming from a tall man. I know. Um, the other thumbs up. Second thumbs up. I have is. The 2019 Marvel slate. Okay. It's not... I I like Marvel movies, but I'm not... I am... I can be critical of them. I can, too. But there were three Marvel movies out in 2019. It was Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. Avengers Endgame, yep. and Spider-Man Far From Home. Yes. All of them really good. I would tend to agree on two of the three. Okay. What was the, what was the dud for you? It wasn't a dud. It was just... I'm a little sick and tired, and this is maybe a little off topic, but I'm I'm, I'm a little tired of the uh, Captain Marvel, uh, you know, you go girl movement in movies, where characters, all all the major characters of these Marvel superhero movies and 
and uh, Star Wars and everything else is it, it has to be, you know, the single white female. Um, and and I think Marvel Captain Marvel was super what, what people would in nowadays call super woke. You know, look at me, I'm. I'm a girl and I can fight and I can be the hero and I, you know, that's fine. I, I, I have no issue technically with that because I like strong female leads. I guess my problem is I don't like it being shoved down my throat. Okay. Well, and I feel we can, like Captain Marvel was kind of shoving it down my throat. We can agree to disagree on that. I see yeah. what you're talking about. And I think, I think the, I think the, I, I think mean, the example that you could point to where that was definitely a thing, was the Ghostbusters reboot. Oh, absolutely. Now, no all, question. Of, all of those actresses, super funny comedians. Right, absolutely. But it seems to me, and I saw it, and I'm a Ghostbusters fan. And I, I am too. I was looking forward to it. And, I, and up until, even with all the bad press I was looking, up, looking I forward was too. to, instead of making a Ghostbusters movie, instead of just making a Ghostbusters movie yeah. that had... Uh, Female act had actresses in the leads. In yeah. the leads, they made a female Ghostbusters movie. Right, exactly. And that was exactly and, right. And and I think that was a disservice to the talent. Absolutely, and the story. Yes. And 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 the way they treated Bill Murray in that movie, I thought was was terrible. I honestly, well, it was. I mean, it wasn't good. It was terrible. It was so terrible. The next uh, thumbs up. Thumbs up is in general. To comedies, there have been a lot of good comedies. There this year. has, and that isn't usually the case. Comedy goes through cycles. It does you're right, and the comedies I can point to this year: uh, Long Shot mm-hmm. with uh, Charlize Theron and Seth I Rogen. I liked that movie yeah. a lot. There's a movie called Book Smart. Yeah, I, that's one I wanted to see and I haven't seen yet because there's an actress in there who I think, going back to one of your other bullet points, is going to be a, a big star. Amy Feldman? No, no, the other girl. Um, I don't know her name. Uh, she's in the TV show uh, Last Man Standing with, uh, with uh, what's his name from uh, Tool Time? Uh, Tim Allen. Tim Allen. <laughs> uh, she plays his daughter in that, and she's the, the, one of the characters, the main characters okay. in that movie. Caitlin Dever. Okay. And she is a talented actress. Okay. And I think she, she could be, given the right material, she could be a, a breakout star. Um, but yes, I, I, I think this year has been a, a very good year for comedies. Um, and you can't always say that. Nope. So um, thumbs up to that. One of the few thumbs up, and this comes with a question mark because I haven't seen it, but everything around it makes me very interested in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one, the one actual na- uh, name movie that I will thumbs up to that I haven't seen, I don't know if it's on your radar, Peanut Butter Falcon. You know, it's Starring interesting. Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. And uh, a young actor with Down syndrome. Yes. Um, it, it it looks like it looks like one of those uh, you know, it, it's gonna it's gonna tug at your heartstrings, but right. it's gonna entertain the heck out of you. I'm yeah. really looking forward to uh, seeing it. I we you know but I But it was, gets it gets a it gets a tentative thumbs up on this podcast. I would me. give it a tentative thumbs thumbs up too. I was supposed to see it uh, for my other program. And uh, we ended up not seeing it. Um, it's also one of those smaller movies that is here today and gone tomorrow with the right, wise, exactly. But I think one of those beloved and hated streaming services will pick it <laughs> sure. up. Sure. So uh, we'll end up 
being able to see it. One thing that interests me about it is it seems that Shia LaBeouf, who, if you know anything about mm-hmm. him, has gone through a stretch of just he really, has. really bad decision-making Absolutely. on his part. Absolutely. On, not unlike Ben Affleck. Yeah. And I, one of the things when Ben Affleck had his resurgence, I just really liked that it wasn't that magically... Oh, Ben Affleck's back. No, he had to work For at like, it. He, he worked. He hum- he was humbled. Yep. And I think you might be seeing that with Shia LaBeouf, too. He might That's have good. Hum- been humbled and matured and is making better decisions with his life and better decisions with his behavior. Good. And better decisions with his movies. And I'm interested in seeing Peanut Butter Falcon because I like that story. I yeah. like it when people who are really disagreeable. Right. <laughs> I mean, which he was. Uh, uh, you know. Just turn it around. Yeah. Good, good for him. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. Next thumbs up movie. Uh, next thumbs up. We had uh, a Taika Waititi movie this year. Jojo Rabbit. We talked about him already. No need to go on. Now, this is my next thumbs up is going to. Uh, oh, boy. Well. <laughs> Here we go. It's going gonna, gonna to make me seem like I wasn't being genuine earlier, which I was. Thumbs up for horror movies in general. Aha! Thumbs up for horror movies in general. <laughs> um, another. Genre that goes through cycles. It does. There, it, you get, know. it gets stuck in. You get one kind for a couple years. Yes. yes. But there's a lot of really interesting. I don't know if you've seen the trailers specifically. I, I kind of put down The Lighthouse. I, don't know if I have seen that, and it does look interesting. Really strange and atmospheric, yeah. and it's not what you're expecting. Right. Um, now, having said that, when I was a young when Lad. you wore a younger man's clothes. When I was a younger when I wore a younger man's clothes, exactly. Thank you, Billy Joel. I was um I did like going to see horror movies with my buddies. Yeah. You'd go and you'd buy popcorn and you'd sit in the theater and you'd laugh and sometimes you'd get scared and whatnot. And you had fun. Um and I thought the movies when I was growing up, I thought they were good. Um not all of them, but a good chunk of them. But then the recent phenomenon in, in horror movies for me goes back to, I think, a guy named Rob Zombie. Yeah, local boy. Local guy who started making movies that I have no interest in seeing. Yeah, Rob Zombie's movies. He, I, Rob Zombie, I will say this as far as a filmmaker goes, talented. I, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. Talented. I'm not disagreeing with you. He makes difficult. Difficult movies. And, and I think the way that they, they look, the topics that they tackle... Make them difficult to see, and he presents them difficult. And he does, and I, I just don't like that kind of movie. Sure, I'm and not. A, I'm not uh, a fan of all of his stuff. Exactly, and I think, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on your view, his style took over horror movies for a little while. Yeah, and I think it's changing because I think going back to what you were saying earlier, I think Jordan Peele, yes, is taking over now, and his kind of horror movies are taking. Look at. Um, the the movie with uh, Krasinski, oh, A Quiet Place, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, that's like a that's new, a Jordan yeah. Peele esque yes kind of horror movie, yeah, and a horror movie that people can go see and still be like, oh, did I see a horror movie or did I see a thriller? What did I see? Right, I I do like I do like a I, maybe you just hit the nail on the head of what I like in horror is I like it when it straddles the line, yeah, between a horror and thriller, horror and drama, right. horror and comedy. comedy. Zombieland yeah, is I coming don't, out again. I don't want it to be it came out. I don't want came it to out, be. I'm sorry, yeah. sorry. I don't want it to be all. I, I'm not into slash. I'm, right. I, I like Scream because I yeah. was of an age when Scream came out. I like Scream. That I was who they were aiming that movie at, and it was clever. 
It was it was very clever. I don't know if it was four movies clever, but it was clever. Last thumbs up for 2019. Thumbs up that we got a Martin Scorsese gangster film. Yes. He still makes movies, but he doesn't make gangster People Not think everything he makes is gangster movies. No. I think it's a good year when you get a Martin Scorsese gangster Absolutely. movie. Absolutely. Flipping the page. Thumbs down for 2019. Uh-oh. Did you see Glass? No. Okay. Thumbs down on M. Night Shyamalan not sticking the landing. There you go. Here's another guy who started making, he made his I name, agree. started making bad movies. Yes. And then went small budget. Yep. Got his reputation back, had the opportunity to finish up this secret trilogy that yep. he was making that people didn't people realize. People didn't realize, yep. Did not stick the landing. If you're going to make that movie, you have to stick the landing. If it I means agree. you're going to have to take a few more years on the script, you take the few more years. Don't squander. It felt rushed. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's why I didn't see it, but it felt rushed, and I wasn't sure exactly how those three movies tied together, and I wasn't sure he was going to be able to pull it off, to be honest with you. And I wasn't he sure. tried. Yeah, and I wasn't sure... I don't know. There was a lot of stuff that went into me not seeing that. But, um, you know, I've soured on M. Night's Shyamalan. Yes. Um, I'm going to uh, speed through a couple okay. of these. Uh, there was a movie uh, starring Ben Affleck, Oscar Isaac, a couple of good uh, actors. Actors, yeah. On Netflix, went to Netflix, called Triple Frontier. Mm-hmm. Not, it, it was forgettable. Okay. Which is a bummer. It's a waste of talent. Um Thumbs down on Tim Burton. Ooh. Tim Burton needs to take a break. Yeah, that'd Tim be... Burton came out with Dumbo this year. That's right. What? What's the point? I don't know. He doesn't have anything new to say. No, I agree. So he's just okay. I'll do a Dumbo movie and I'll make it look like, <laughs> like I'll make it Alice look, in Wonderland. Yeah, I'll make yeah. it look weird. And no, you know, Johnny, aren't I so my original? Bu- my buddy Johnny Depp is out of favor right now, so I can't <laughs> have Johnny Depp. And okay, Colin Farrell. Thumbs down. Yeah, Tim Burton. I. A talented man. Yep. But take a few years and come back with something yeah. that's yours. Because yeah. that's what people really gravitated towards. And I don't think he needs the money. I don't think so either. So, but I think he likes the work, but he doesn't his his movies don't well, craft portray somebody who likes doing the right. work. Craft a script. Yeah. Find a new voice. Thumbs down, and this is tough for me. I'm a Stephen King fan. And I really enjoy the Stephen King Renaissance that's happening right mm, now. But thumbs yeah. down to a couple Squandered adaptations of Stephen King this year. Pet Cemetery mm. did not hit the mark. Okay. And It Part Two did not hit the mark. The first one was good, and right. that's another one. It, it straddles it straddles the line. Yes, it's 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 a horror, but yeah. there's other things going on. I really great clowns. performances by the kids. Yeah. Um, but just Stephen King's work. He's finally getting it to. It used to be on. Network television. They used to mini. They used to make yeah, yeah. mini series. Salem's Lot. Yep. Salem's Lot, which is good. Yeah, it's the excellent. Stand. It the first time. It yep. that was network television. It was yeah. And that's not the venue for him. No. Um. So, however, on Hulu, you'll be able to watch this. Yes. There's a show called Castle Rock. I've heard it about that. It is an that, adaptation. Yeah. They say they're making it in the key of Stephen King. There are some Stephen King characters in it. Yeah. And it takes place in the towns that Stephen King created in Maine. Right. But it's not a story. It's not a Stephen King written story. Right. Very good. Thumbs down to the Disney live action movies that came out this year. Aladdin and Lion King. Well, Lion King, 
I didn't dislike. Aladdin, I did. Okay. I didn't like I Aladdin. Don't think... Maybe we're spoiled. We had Robin Williams being the genie. And I'm right. not... Uh, I, I love Robin Williams, but not everything he did. I couldn't I get on board with his... Uh, he 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 would get out of control a lot, mm-hmm. and I couldn't follow him always. But as the, I mean, you, I think you could argue that the genie in Aladdin was the quintessential Robin Williams. No question. Either that or Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. Those are those are his Mount Rushmore. Absolutely. Uh, Will Smith. No way. Did not do it, and no. I don't know who you could get to do it. But if yeah. you can't get someone, I don't think to you can get match, anybody to do it. Yeah, and then I think you wait. Exactly. Unfortunately, but I mean, in this business, um, what I I didn't see the Lion King because yeah. I saw the trailers and it seemed to me that the only reason to go see that was to marvel at the technology. Look what mm-hmm. we can do, photorealistic animals. Yeah. But the animated Lion King is a the good movie. Expression that the animals were animated with made that movie special. Yeah, it was a good movie. I don't need, And it had good actors. Yeah, I don't need... I, I felt I didn't need to see... Oh, it's the same story, but... Yeah, it yeah. It just look real, because it's not... Yeah, I, I get you. Thumbs down that this year there was an Angry Birds movie sequel. <laughs> I, why, why? I don't know Aren't why they make... we better than this? I don't know why they make those movies at all. For kids, but I mean, I, I'm a father. Yeah. My son is too young to be going to movies, but when he's old enough... I hope that I'll be able to steer him towards the better children's aim. I think you will. I be. hope so. I hope so. You you can't control everything. No, but as I'm Zootopia was actually a pretty good, sure pretty good movie. I, I I think you know I think there's amazing yeah children's entertainment yeah. being crafted, valuable right quality. Angry Birds. I can't see how no. that's there. Uh, thumbs down that there was another Rambo movie this year. Is has has John Rambo. Not said everything that he needs to say. Has John Rambo not suffered enough? <laughs> I mean, do we need another? <laughs> I mean, and then finally, for my thumbs down for 2019, uh, Gemini Man. Hmm. Just look bad. Yeah. And, and why Will Smith? Why waste your? Do you know Will Smith turned down the role that Jamie Foxx took in Django Unchained years ago? I did not know that. He did. It was his to have, and he's like, it's not good for my brand. Ah, uh, yes. So, Will Smith, what you're saying is what's good for your brand is doing a string of bad movies. Apparently, because that's what he's doing. Yeah. yeah. I think so I think Will down. Smith I think Will Smith likes the, the paychecks. I think Will Smith, I, it seems like he's directionless in his career. Right yeah, now. right now he is, yeah. Unfortunately. I agree with that. I, I think Will Smith is better than that. I think um, he did that movie on, uh, it was on uh, one of it the streaming. It was on Netflix. It was called um, Bright. Yeah. It was like he was a cop in yeah. a world where there were uh, yeah. fairies. Yeah, or aliens or whatever it was. Yeah. I don't know what it was. But it, it was actually not bad. Yeah. It was not bad, but not great. And that's the thing with him. He's, he's taken a lot of eh movies. Uh, you know who he should look at for an example of how he should try to shape what's left of his career is he should look at Brad Pitt. Yeah. Brad Pitt takes interesting he does. chances. He He's does. Got, he doesn't need any more money so he can take stuff that interests him. And maybe all that Will Smith is interested in doing is blockbuster type stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Moving on. Now this is a bunch of stuff. I know you don't look too far ahead in the future as far as movies. No. You like to, you like it to let it wash over you. I do. I've done it for you. Ah. There you go. <laughs> Here's some thumbs up for 2020. Here's what's coming up folks. In the year to come, and we're going to be talking about a bunch of these things on this podcast. I don't know if you know that this is happening. 
So interesting point, to find out. Point number one: Robert Zemeckis yep. is making a remake of the movie The Witches. Do you remember The Witches? Yes, the Roald Dahl book and yeah. then the Angelica Houston film. Yeah, yeah. Made an impact on me as a kid. Scary, but okay. Um, but just a really, I, I like. I like that my son is going to grow up in a, in, a, in an age where we're starting to bring those movies back. It's okay. children's entertainment, but it's got a bit of an edge on it. I think it builds character. Okay. Um, Kenneth Branagh is making another Poirot film. Oh, good. Uh, Death on the Nile. Excellent. Uh, I didn't love everything about Murder on the Orient Express. I liked that movie. But it was good. Yeah. Aaron Sorkin is writing and directing a movie. Oh, good. Which I like Aaron Sorkin's writing. Yeah. Uh, he made he directed one movie that I haven't seen yet called Molly's Game. It looks interesting, but I got to get around to seeing it. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. That was pretty good. Right? Yeah. And so this so this movie is about the Chicago 7 or the tri- it's called The Trial of the Chicago 7 right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know much about the Chicago 7, so I yeah. but but it is Aaron Sorkin. He's talented and I like that he's directing. Okay. Uh, thumbs up in 2020 Edgar Wright's making a new movie. Hmm. You know who Edgar Wright is. Um, the name is escaping me. Edgar, Edgar Wright, Wright has made... Uh, let me see if I can run down his filmography real quick. He made a lot of movies with Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. He made oh. Shaun of the Dead. He oh, made okay. Hot sure. Fuzz. He made The All World's right. End. Right. He made so Baby Driver a... was his most recent film. Oh, I like that one. Yeah, yeah, Baby Driver was That good. was good. He's got... Uh, he's good. Yeah. Thumbs up to a new... You, I, I wonder if you're going to be shocked by this. There's a new... Bill and Ted movie coming out in 2020. I've heard that, yes. Bill and Ted 3. Yeah, I've heard that. I really liked Bill and Ted. My hot take on that is uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey is better than Excellent Adventure. I like Bogus Journey. I don't know if you can say the second one is better than the first. I think, in my opinion, it does. Okay. Um, And it's been so long that I don't think that they'd be making this if they didn't have a good idea, at least. Uh, Well, We'll let's hope. Execution. Okay, thumbs up for a new Christopher Nolan movie in 2020. Well, that's about time. Yeah. Yeah, and there's very there's a trailer available, but you can't find it online. They had mm. it play exclusively. I don't know what it played with, but um, and I don't know much about it. Thumbs up to a new Ghostbusters movie. We talked about yes, female, but I've there's heard, a new. I've heard about this. Carrie Coon is in this Ghostbusters movie. There you Some go. of the guys from uh, Stranger Things and Aykroyd, Bill Murray. And Annie Potts and yes. oh Eddie Eddie uh, Ernie Hudson Ernie Hudson yeah I do what you almost did all the time yeah Ernie Hudson who I don't think it's enough credit Ernie I Hudson agree. is really good he's a good movies. actor yeah um, so thumbs up to that thumbs up this is a little bit you might not know of this guy uh, directed by the name of Scott Cooper I've heard that name Scott Cooper uh, the, he made a movie called Out of the Furnace that I really like but he's mm. made a couple movies that I like he's making a new one so thumbs up to that. A Quiet Place 2. Oh, boy. John Krasinski, talented, local boy. We'll see what happens. He's good in uh, Jack Ryan. Okay. On Amazon. Thumbs up. Kong versus Godzilla. They finally made it. (laughs) Yay. It's here. Well, it's going to be here. It's going to be here. Uh, I really liked the uh, first new Godzilla movie. Okay. The one with Bryan Cranston. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was very good. I didn't see. I still have to catch uh, the newer one, but we'll see. I like the idea that they're fighting each other on film. Uh, last thumbs up for 2020. Uh, no, I'm going to skip that one. We'll talk about that later. Let's move the thumbs down to 2020. Oh Here's boy, some things I'm not looking. Forward I'm looking to. forward to. Uh, have you seen the trailer for 
Robert Downey Jr.'s Doolittle. Yes, I have. Why, Robert Downey I Jr.? I don't know. You have you had... the opportunity. You're leaving Iron Man behind. I know. You can do so many things. And he does Doolittle. And it doesn't look good. It doesn't. It doesn't, which is too bad. Uh, thumbs down to another Bad Boys movie. Are they really? Bad Boys, wow, and what is it, four? Is are it they, I don't know are if you it's serious? three or four. Yeah. Yes, I did 2020 not has a new, another. Martin Lawrence and Martin uh, Lawrence and Will Smith. Will Smith, really? Going back to the well. Michael Bay. I don't know if Michael Bay is directing. Wow, they must, like a, Martin Lawrence must need some paychecks or something. I, I, what I, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking it's kind of on the back of the Fast and the Furious. Like, yeah, which kind, I thought some of those probably, movies I like, which probably built on what was established in yeah. Bad Boys movies. I saw Hobbs and Shaw this summer. I like that. Okay, yeah, thumbs down. Yeah. Thumbs down to. Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie. Ugh, why? I don't know. Why would why they make thumbs that? down or why? No, would they why make would they make it? Uh, IP, intellectual property. Just try to do something with it. It's but, the same thing with the, the Angry Birds. But the animation. Well, the, Sonic the Hedgehog has had had two in the nine late nineties. He that character had two concurrently running animated TV shows. One was more of a comedy. One was more. And I know this sounds crazy to say for Sonic the Hedgehog, but one of them was more of a drama. Oh, boy. I remember I liked the drama more. It was more adventurous. Sorry, okay. not a drama, an adventure. Okay. Not so much a comedy. I think that's crazy, but fine. The animation apparently looks terrible. Thumbs down. You might be surprised by this. In 2020, the Marvel slate of 2020. Mm. Thumbs down. Really? There's a Black Widow movie coming. Which I want to see. I see I'll probably see it, and I hope to be turned around on it. I like Scarlett Johansson. I like Scarlett Johansson, and I like the character Black Widow, but I, I think Black Widow is a character that goes into someone else's movie. Yeah, you're right. And, and she be, has. She, she always has. She can be a co-lead. Right. I don't know that. And, and I hope they prove me wrong. That, they no, might. There's, there's some really interesting – this is a this is a prequel because we she, know what yes. happened. Well, it's no. – some people might not. If you then, haven't seen it yet, <laughs> please – Please get off your, you know, keister and, and see it. And then there's a, a Marvel movie called The Eternals coming out. I don't know much mm, about that, but no. I'm skeptical. Thumbs down to there's a new Scooby-Doo movie coming out. Oh, man. I'm not opposed to that. I I'm like not opposed Scooby. to Scooby-Doo, but they've never got it right. It's a 3D animated movie. Okay. If you're going to do it, I, I believe that if you're going to do, go through, go through the trouble of making a Scooby-Doo movie. Go back to the hand-drawn animation. Mm-hmm. That's just my opinion. Yeah. And, and like the 70s style, because they make new Scooby-Doo stuff, and it looks a little bit too clean. Yeah. And final thumbs down for 2020 for me, my last note of our first episode. Thumbs down to more Fast and the Furious movies. What is your problem with that? I don't like that the only point of the movie is, look at these cars. Oh, it, That's the only point. Hobbs and Shaw was not that. Hobbs and Shaw, this past summer, was a great little action movie with a, a, with a very bankable and excellent movie star in, in uh, Dwayne Johnson. And, and I liked it. I enjoyed it. It was, a, it was a no-brainer popcorn movie. Not everything has to be art. Oh, I don't think it does. I just don't like that brand. Well... We'll agree to disagree. I guess so. Um, when's the new Batman movie coming out? While. It's going to be a while. They just started uh, casting. I see. Well, I'm going to give a thumbs down. To the new Batman movie. 
Not to the new Batman movie per se. To the new Batman? Yes. You don't like... Robert Pattinson? I don't like him as an actor. Um, I think he's wooden. I don't think he has any great range. And, you know, certainly Batman with the, with the cape and the mask on, you're not going to get a lot of great range anyway. But Bruce Wayne's a big part of the Batman story. And when you're not in the cape and the, and the cowl, you have to be able to act. You know, people were saying the same thing about Michael Keaton, though. But, no, Michael Keaton is a good actor. I see. You know, I haven't seen enough Robert Pattinson stuff to know whether he's a good actor. All you have to know is he was in Twilight. Yeah, and I didn't like that. He was terrible. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see is right. I, okay. I just want to see. I, I want to see Batman have a resurgence. Noting the age group that Robert Pattinson is in, so you know what kind of... In that age group, can you think of an actor you would have been happier with? Okay, off the top of your head, who would have been perfect? Because I don't know that in that age group there's anybody who is really perfect. Mm. Well, is he the same age as... I don't I'd, know. Say, I'd say Robert Pattinson How old is, is he? He's... 30-something? He's slightly younger than me. I'm going to say he's somewhere between 30 and 33. Okay. Well, Shia LaBeouf could be Batman. I, you know what? Shia LaBeouf could be Batman. I don't know if he's done enough work well, on his image to come back as Batman. Uh, maybe not. Although he's got an edge to him. And Batman is a psychotic. Batman has an edge. Batman's psychotic. Yeah, well, he's got an edge. He's Let's got not call him psychotic, but I like Batman. I love him. Um, I, I, think, I just think that there could have been, you know. Shia LaBeouf's a good. Shia LaBeouf's a good. Yeah, I think Shia LaBeouf could have done it uh, if they had been willing to. He may not have been in. Bankable for them. Who do you to think? Do it. Well, I mean, neither is Robert Pattinson. Bat, they don't. They don't need. They Batman is all you need. Yeah. True. As long as you got someone to pay a good, you don't need a star. That's true. Uh, Christian Bale wasn't a star when they cast when they cast him as Batman. Yeah, the, yeah. the only star, the only like true bona fide one hundred percent star, has been Ben Ben Affleck because yeah. Michael Keaton's uh, well, star rose. It did, but he was a comic star sure. at that point. Okay, and I think. He was a known name. He was a known name. I think, um, you know, I think Ben Affleck was a guy. I thought he was good Batman. Thought he the was one a Batman movie. Very good Batman. Yeah. I thought he was a very good Batman. And I think they should have tried to go down another road with, with him and that character. I think that would have been nice. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, but uh, Shia LaBeouf. Well, Shia LaBeouf. You, 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 you know what? I thought I stumped you, Father Chip, and you... And I came, around I came I, around. We are at, right. we are at an hour 10, okay. which is well, 10 then, minutes longer than we normally want to go. That's right. Which we will try to rectify in future weeks. But Father Chip, take us home. Well, this has been Never a Dull Movie. I am Father Chip Hines, and my co-host is... Brian Swift. Brian Swift. And Brian and I will be back again t- uh, to talk about the movies, to, to argue about the movies in a polite and friendly way. Oh. And, uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll bring our unique perspective... Uh, to this and 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 trust me folks you're you're gonna want to keep listening because it's it's just gonna get better and uh <laughs> i i what what is so funny about that it's just gonna get better just give us give us a pass on this one <laughs> well this is our first one <laughs> I, I don't was, think we need a pass but i thought it was good i think i know i think th- i think this is a good episode i said I, but i think we're gonna get better <laughs> you know before we stop <laughs> now you've got me in a thing this is one of my things you can always get better, Brian. Oh, of course you can. You can always get better. And I, that's why I say keep, give, give us, keep <laughs> listening because we are going to get better. 
because we will will. always improve. And that's something that's important. This is Never a Dull Movie. I'm Father Chip Hines. He's Brian Swift, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Never a Dull Movie. Never a Dull Movie has been a production of the Grexley Podcast Network. To learn more about this podcast and the other great podcasts on the Grexley Podcast Network, please check out grexley.com. That's G-R-E-X-L-Y.com. And if you're interested in supporting this podcast, please check out the Patreon page at patreon.com slash grexley. When you join our Patreon page, you will receive early and exclusive access to unique content. Thanks for listening to Never a Dull Movie, and we will see you next week.